You are listening to a Jesus Film Project podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Unheard Story podcast. My name is Holly Newell, and today we have the privilege of spending some time with Abigail. Now, we won't share Abigail's last name as she travels into some very difficult parts of the world, recording new language versions of the Jesus film. But Abigail, I have just loved getting to know you over the past few years. You are one of the most gifted and talented people I know, and I'm just delighted that you've taken this time to be with us and to share with us how God has moved in your life and what you see him doing around the world. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Yay. Well, tell us a little bit about how you became involved with Jesus Film. Okay. Well, I am going to tell you the story of how, yeah, how God called me to join this organization that I love so much. So I became a Christian in college, and when God saved me, he saved me from a very dark place. Mm -hmm. I had been in church before and had grown up somewhat in church, but the verse in Colossians 1 that says he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves, that was very much my experience. So in the early 2000s, when I went back to church as a believer— One of the songs that was really popular at the time was Ask and I'll Give the Nations to You. And the Mm -hmm. song goes, Ask and I'll Give the Nations to You. Oh, Lord, that's the cry of my heart. Distant shores and the islands will see your light as it rises on high. And as a new believer and someone just so in love with Jesus at the time, because he had saved me from so much, I would just weep every time that I heard that song. And as I was weeping, it was as though I could hear God whispering to me, keep praying this prayer and keep asking for thousands upon thousands. Keep asking me that you could go to the distant nations and the shores. And so it was about three years that um, this song just totally undid me and that I just continued to pray this prayer that he put on my heart. But as the three years went on, I began to wonder, what do I need to do to make this happen? I'm praying this prayer and I continue to ask, but nothing is happening. I'm still just living in Chicago and I'm not not going to the nations. (laughs) So I began to apply for mission trips and I knew very few believers at this point. So most of my searching was just on the internet looking for, how can I go on a missions trip? Mm -hmm. Um, Started looking for missions trip, but over and over and over again, God would close the door um, and just say, it's not the time. So I wondered also if I should start learning to speak Spanish because in my finite mind, I was thinking I can only speak English and really nothing else. So if I'm going to be telling distant shores and nations about Jesus, I better start practicing. Um, (laughs) And that also did not go very well. Um, And then shortly after I had given a year of my life, I dedicated a year of my life to Campus Crusade, I went to a Jesus Film seminar. 
And it was in the Jesus Film Seminar that these three students were talking about how they were using the Jesus Film to reach the multitudes. And I knew in that moment that that is what is what God had been speaking to me and what he had been preparing me for. So it was after that. So I joined the international recording team from there. Wow. And which was also just so wonderful because in my chair, I was thinking it's a very technical job, lots of computers and audio equipment. And I was at art school and was like, oh, mm-hmm. Lord, I'm maybe I heard you wrong. I'm not sure I can do this. Um, what if they don't even accept me? What if I apply and they don't even accept me? But by God's mm-hmm. grace, they did. So I joined the team and spent the next five years recording new languages all over the world. I also met my husband there. And then as we moved on to our next phase of ministry, my husband and I got to travel for a few more years and record more languages of the Jesus film. But then as we moved on to the next phase of ministry and we looked back at the work that God had done through us while we were there, we realized that collectively my husband and I had recorded the Jesus film, not for thousands of people, but for over a billion people. Um, Collectively, the number of films that we recorded and the number of speakers of those languages totaled Mm. over a billion people. Um, So it was just such a beautiful picture to me of how God takes our very small offerings and honors them and just does so much more than we can ever imagine with them. Amazing. Sure. Because you're praying that song thousands and thousands and God says, oh, I can do better than that. Yeah, you want thousands, but let's, yeah, let's see. I know when we did the final tally and my husband had recorded longer than I had and he'd been on the team a few years more than I had. But even still, when we looked back at the numbers, we were just totally blown away. Mm. Well, Abigail, you are a very talented artist and you have blessed a lot of people with your artwork. Can you tell me a little bit about bringing um, that part of you into submission into the mission field and saying, Lord, you know, here I am, use what I have. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Um, You know, it has been a continual journey of learning how to marry the ministry and the um, maybe the talent that God has given me and finding out mm-hmm. how to do it. Um, so yeah, it's just been a constant journey. One, when I was in art school and signing up, I mean, even just my freshman year classes, I was looking through all of the options and I actually thought to myself, film, why would I ever do film? That feels <laughs> so impractical. Um, so film is actually the one department that I never took even a single class for, which again, just makes me laugh at God's sense of humor that he would then call me to a film ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. But he did. He had a plan. <laughs> but he did. Yes. And I think he wanted me to really fully know it in all of my bones that he calls. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. Right on. So Abigail, will you tell us an an unheard story from one of your experiences on the field? Okay, yes, I would love to. This is one of my all-time favorite stories from our five years of traveling together. So my husband and I flew into a very remote country in Central Africa, and 
at the very beginning, we knew it was going to be an exciting trip because five of our seven bags did not make it into the country <laughs> with us. But by God's grace, we had only the suitcases that we needed to get the recording done. Wow. So we, no clothes. You no, no clothes. clothes. Oh, no, no clothes. We went into the into a nearby market. I bought one T-shirt that said Africa. And then I wore that T-shirt and a skirt that I had worn on the airplane. And that was it for about two weeks until oh, our bags made it. Um, so we flew into the capital and then we had over a 30 hour drive into the jungle. Um, we were going to record four languages in two different loca locations and then head back to the capital. And the entire trip was marked with car trouble from the very beginning. We were in a very old station wagon that was loaded down with equipment and then five really thick foam mattresses that we had to strap on top of the car. Wow. Throughout the trip, we got into a car accident. We shattered the front window. We dodged potholes the size of trampolines. We had to crawl into the car through a sliver because the door would not open. They were broken. Um, it was just thing after thing. And I mean, you could hear us coming from over a mile down the road because we were so squeaky the whole time. Um, so it was absolutely amazing. And God was totally faithful to keep the car going um, for the all for all four of the languages. So we were in the car a lot. We got all four languages done and then we we're going to head back to the capital as we were driving. So we had about a 36 hour drive back. And as we were driving, we just passed countless little villages along the way. Um, and they would be like you would just be driving and it would be field, field, field and just really tall grass. And then all of a sudden there'd be a small clearing in the grass with, you know, 12, 20 huts along the way. Um, and then you just keep going and there'd be more grass and nothing for a long time. But as we drove past this one oh, and every time we would drive past the villages all the little kids would come out um just in their cute little ragged t-shirts and they would chase us all the way the length of their village um, oh, wow. and then just stop at their boundary and and wave and we would keep going mm. um so we were doing that until basically the tire just fell off of the axle <laughs> like we we're going it was squeaking as normal but in front of this one village the tire just fell off um and so the car came to a complete stop within moments we were completely surrounded by village people and little children and so we crawled out of the car um within a few and didn't really know what was happening and we're kind of shaken up but within a few minutes a motorcycle passed by our coordinator, the only one who spoke English, who was with us, hopped onto the back of the motorcycle, waved goodbye and said, I'll be back when I can find the parts to fix the car. So my husband and I are just standing there, not sure what to do. Um, but very quickly, the villagers went to fetch the only bench that they had in all of their village. And oh. they brought us, they brought it out there for us to sit on. Um, it did not take long before David and I looked at each other and knew what we had to do. He got out his laptop and we found a Jesus film DVD in the trade language of what the people spoke. And by, by God's grace, a man was there who translated every word, not just into their trade language, but also into their local language. So we, within minutes, 
Had the Jesus film playing, the entire village was surrounding us watching a 12-inch laptop screen of Jesus. We knew that it was a really holy moment when we looked up and saw that a man had climbed a tree in order to be able to see Jesus over the crowd. When our coordinator came back, he got the car fixed and came and shared the gospel with the whole village. We prayed over them, and then we drove away into the night to catch one of our flights back home. Oh, that's amazing. That's incredible. It was absolutely amazing. So there were hundreds of people surrounding us. Nobody's, nobody spoke English. Um, they, had their, they had their trade language and then their local language. And so a man who spoke the local language and the trade language could translate the whole film into their dialect. It was, it was absolutely amazing. A few people received Christ before we left. And yeah, it was just such wow. a cinematic moment. Wow. And God knew like, this is the, this is the village that I want the wheel to fall off. This is the one. <laughs> yes. I was like, wow, what a providential car trouble moment. Oh, Abigail, that's the most amazing story. Thank you for your faithfulness in serving the Lord all over the world um, and using all the gifts and talents that he's put in you for the kingdom and for the Great Commission. We are so privileged to know you and to have you on our podcast today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. If you've enjoyed the Jesus Film podcast, Unheard Story, and would love to get more involved with Jesus Film, we would encourage you to sign up to be an enthusiast. You can do this and find out more information about it at www.jesusfilm.org slash enthusiasts. It's a really easy, simple thing, and you can help spread what the Jesus Film is doing to all your friends and family doing social media. It explains more on the website, but after you sign up, you'll get an image sent to you weekly with text to put with it, and then you post it every week. And that's about it. So learn more about this by checking out www.jesusfilm.org slash enthusiasts. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Film Project podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear.